0: Before the kids head out, I'm just going to invite uh, Jody and Jazz and Lauren and also our youth guys, Jesse and Liam, to come on up to the stage if you could. That would be awesome. And what we're going to do is, before we send all our kids and young people out, and I think we've got Youth Alpha happening today as well as our normal kids programs, uh, so that's fantastic. But we just want to hear a little bit of what is happening among our Generations Ministries, our children and youth. We're gonna start with the kids though, guys, sorry. That's the deal. And uh, so, yes, welcome Jodie, Lauren, and Jazz. Hello, awesome. everyone.
1: <laughs> Passing off the baton didn't work, that's cool, cool. Um, so my name is Jazz, uh, and I oversee the Blackburn Primary Ministry. Uh, this involves Kids Hope, a Hobby Club, and Breakfast Club. Uh, kids Hope um, is an awesome ministry that we have, and we've been having for a while now. Um, And it allows uh, one mentor to connect with another child um, at the local primary school, Blackburn Primary. Um, It's a mentoring program that has made such a world of difference into these kids' lives, so um, that is something that we are continuing to grow, which is amazing. Um, and for those, we don't have a whole lot of mentors, so for those um, other students that don't actually have mentors themselves, we run breakfast clubs um, and hobby clubs and it's a um, it's a way to really connect with the local primary school, it's a way that um, we can grow partnerships with them, which is just so beautiful. Um, And we also have a real vision for strengthening our leaders, um, specifically our youth and young adult um, leaders who um, lead at one kids. Um, we really uh, want to pour into them this year. We really want to um, continue to expand their leadership skills, um, expand their faith, showing them uh, who they are in Christ as well. So uh, we're going to be running a fair few um, development like development and leadership days for them and also partnering with CYC, Christian Youth Camps, to be able to um, really grow our own leadership team um, and then continue to send them out and do external ministry and um, participate in camps and really, um, yeah, just bring some extra kids Back into one, kids is really, really cool.
2: Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm um, looking at a lot of the overseeing a lot of the midweek ministries here at church, um, and the heart for that is just we want to open our doors to the church as many days as we possibly can. So we have four mainly musics that run Monday and Wednesday, and we have two playgroups that run Tuesday and Thursday. And our vision for that is just to continue um, the outreach that we have. We have in mainly music, it is mostly an outreach. There is mostly families that come from outside of our church community. So extending that and just welcoming them in. For playgroup, it's mostly families that actually attend our church. And so it really really extending our outreach and making them feel comfortable but it's a joy to see the families that are already established at this church extending pastoral care, extending support um, to families that are in our community. We have a lot of mums, it is mostly mums that come that um, are experiencing loneliness as first time mums that have need for support as they're growing their families. We've got a lot of newborn babies coming into the world this year and just huge life changes and transitions that they're going through. So extending support to them and extending our capacity for pastoral care. Um, So we're really wanting to grow our team, particularly in that area, so that we can continue to extend care to those families that need it when we do open our doors wide for those families that come. Um, and yeah, just continuing our outreach to them and how that can look across a whole week and um, yeah, how we can continue to support that. So if you're interested, we would love more leaders to continue to grow in capacity in those areas during the week.
0: We've and also- just, sorry Jody, just before you share, just wanted to let everyone know that uh, Lauren is, in fact, our newest member of our staff team. Just come on as our mainly music coordinator. So, huge welcome to you, Lauren. It's awesome to have you join us. Fantastic. All right, Jody.
3: Um, a lot of people don't know we also do mainly music externally at two different daycares in our community which has been a wonderful inroad road and pathway into sowing many good seeds of the gospel advertising things like the light party and church events and so we're always looking for leaders Um, so yeah feel free to come and speak to any of us at any time if you've got a heart for that type of ministry Um, I wrote this down. The vision for this year is multiplication and to keep in step with Jesus' blueprint for the family's ministries at One and for us as a team to walk with humility and dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Um, This year, I really desire to prayerfully support Jazz as she builds and strengthens discipleship pathways within our community and also within the One Kids leadership teams. And I envisage that this year many children and families outside the four walls of our church will encounter the love of God for the first time through her labour in our community. And this year I desire to prayerfully support Lauren as she is sowing and watering the seed of the gospel into the lives of many families within our wider community. And as she will be strengthening and supporting our mainly music midweek teams. And I envisage the teams continuing to create beautiful, nurturing spaces where many can come and be strengthened and encouraged and refreshed by the love of Jesus. I see Lauren reaching out with her open arms, gathering many mamas and single mamas who need support. And I see her washing the feet of the mainly music teams and leading with them with love and grace. And this year, I'd like the One Kids teams to continue to pour out as many good seeds and as water as many seeds as possible into the lives of the parents, and families in our church, and so that is the vision.
0: Amazing, thank you so much. Well, Jesse and Liam, you guys just came back from youth camp, well it's been a week, yeah. Yeah. And well done, you didn't get the church too messy on Friday night, color wars. We were over at Blackburn Primary so they can deal with it, (laughs) (laughs) sorry.
4: Um, Before we share a little bit about our vision, where I wanna share about um, summer camp and just some wins from that. So it was a massive event where we had uh, 90 young people um, and 30-something leaders um, who went away and we played some ridiculous games and um, had an amazing culture and praise and worship Jesus. Uh, I've had the privilege of coming up here over the past couple of months and chatting to you about um, some free tickets and what that looked like. And um, we had almost 20 young people um, who didn't have connection to our ministry uh, come along and get to experience everything we have to offer totally free, Um, At our cost, which was amazing Amazing. and such a privilege. Yeah,
0: awesome.
4: Um, We were so thrilled to have all of them, but the highlight was definitely uh, the highlight of camp was definitely Saturday night. Um, Our worship team, led by uh, Zach and Grace, who have done an amazing job, Um, they put so much time and effort into creating a space that was pumping for praise, um, but also incredibly reflective with worship. Our camp speaker, Adam Howe, shared an amazing message, uh, making the gospel super inviting um, and personal for everyone. Then we opened up a space where youth had the opportunity to be prayed for, um, and altogether the space was open for almost three hours. Um, We got all of the attendees to fill out some response response cards at the end of camp, just so we could follow up well uh, and find out if we had done a good job. Um, It's not all about numbers, but sometimes numbers are really helpful. Um, Off the back of camp, we've had uh, 25 young people um, considering baptism, um, and a further 27 um, on top of that made a significant decision uh, in their faith and walk with Jesus. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. Just before I hand over to LJ, I'd love to just share one story that one of our leaders um, shared with us. Uh, one of the young people who used one of our free tickets, so this is someone who's never come to any kind of youth event before, uh, came to camp and wants to start following Jesus. She said this to me after, a, uh, after the altar call on Saturday night. You know how the camp speaker at the start of camp said uh, that this could be a camp you remember and that you find God? I think this happened to me and I've found God this weekend. Um, yeah, it was such a privilege to be able to sh- like share that space and have those tickets available for people, and camp was amazing. Um, and LJ is going to chat about what we're doing post that and some other cool stuff.
5: Yeah, so, man, camp was amazing. I, I was in tears sitting in bed one night reading that testimony just because that is exactly why we run this ministry. I think Jesse and I share, share the vision for-, for youth to be a space where the barriers are as low as possible for people to enter the kingdom of God. And I think that was one way that we really achieved that across this weekend. But we also know it doesn't just stop on camp. And so as a result of all these responses and all this feedback and just this desire for these young people to be raised in Christ, we have a few programs that are rolling out um, across the church. First one, we are running a, a Youth Alpha Um, which kicked off at 6 o'clock on Friday night just been so an hour before youth where we had 8 to 10 young people come and and spend an hour there learning more about the faith, learning more about God, learning more about how this church thing fits into their picture. Um, And so that's really exciting, and that'll be running fortnightly before youth group for um, all these kids that have come on camp that are trying to figure out what it looks like for them. The second thing we are running is Zach and Grace, um, these guys are some powerhouses in the worship space. And so they're going to be starting up our One Youth Worship Academy as of this Friday coming. So from four o'clock in the afternoon, Zach and Grace will be on site and they'll be running this space where kids, whether they're musical or they're, they're not, whether they're wanting to learn tech can come and just be trained and discipled and mentored by these two wonderful humans into that space to become the future leaders that you're going to see up here on this stage, leading us into the presence of God. So can we just honor these guys for the the work that they're putting in? Not only that, it, it doesn't stop there. Next Friday at 6.30, we are going to be running a baptism class here Um, for those 25 young people that have expressed an interest. So if that is one of your young people, whether they're sitting on the fence, whether they tick that card, I would encourage you to to bring your young people to here and and just learn a little bit about what this process of baptism and and, and the history and the heritage behind it. um, And then in the process, hopefully get to this point where we're we're baptizing 20 young people here, um, which is such an exciting time. Then last, last thing that we are running is Sunday mornings alongside the 10 o'clock service. Uh, we are now running a youth church space. This is a space for kids that aren't engaged in the one kids as leaders um, can come and they can be discipled and they can be um, mentored by me and, and, and Seth and a few of our five, six leaders as the five, sixes are coming to join us. Um, we kicked off. Sunday week and we had 37 young people in the room so awesome. there is just this growing hunger amongst I think a unity across our two ministries where we are seeing young people raised up, discipled, released and hungry to know our Heavenly Father and um, I think that's, that's a shared vision that we all share is, is to see young people set free, released from from the bondages and sins of this world and and released into everything that god is calling them to do and so some of these programs are just a way of continuing to further that and and see our young people raised up amen lastly and then i'll be done <laughs> in the youth space campus has just finished but we are already on to state youth games prep um so that is swinging around King's Birthday long weekend, so that'll be very, very, very soon. Um, and Jesse and I have the privilege of announcing that because the tickets were so well received for youth camp, we are rolling out another round of them for state youth games. So we have a bunch of new free spots for more young people who don't know Jesus to come and enter our community, come and play sport with us, come and get wet, muddy, jump in the praise pit, kick a few goals, and just be a part of this whole thing. So. I'm gonna encourage you guys as a a church family to start praying, start thinking, who can your young person invite? Who can you invite, even if you don't have young people, that you know in your life, whether that's nieces or nephews, invite them along. They'll be rolling out
0: very, very soon, so keep an eye out. Awesome. He's an evangelist. (laughs) Amazing. Friends, I'm gonna invite you to stand. We're gonna pray for our Generations team, for our kids and youth ministries and then we're gonna send the kids out because they're pretty wriggly. Let's let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for all that is happening in our church and around our church uh, through these leaders and through these ministries, and I pray you bless that. Lord Jesus, help us to keep on investing into those that are coming after us so that they may take up the call uh, to follow you and to be leaders in this church and to, and to be your witnesses in the world. So. Father, I thank you for all that's happening, I thank you for those young people who have given their lives to Jesus, and I thank you for their desire to be baptized. We pray that, uh, Lord, we just see more of that. This is just the first fruits of what we believe will continue to grow among us as we follow you. So we bless them, we bless our kids and and teenagers, and I pray they have an awesome day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh.
6: All right, as our kids head off, um, a very special welcome to everyone who is here this morning. Uh, If you haven't already picked up, it is Vision Sunday, this Sunday, so uh, the service is looking a little bit different, but let's give the kids a huge round of applause as we come out, they head out. And the kids leaders, it's great for us in this building to see what happens in the rest of our building on a weekly basis in our church. So whether you're watching online or you're here in the building a very special welcome. Uh, if you are new to one today a special welcome to you as well. Um, this is you'll get a good sense of the breadth of one church uh, throughout The service today. But if you would like to know more, if you're keen to connect into one, then we do have the lounge in the foyer straight after the service. So if you head out into the foyer, it's just directly uh, straight ahead uh, near the glass walls. It's our lounge. Just a great opportunity to chat to some other people in our faith community and to find out a little bit more about one church. If face-to-face isn't your thing or if you're not new but you'd like to communicate with the church, then we do have the QR code. This is, if you scan that, it will take you to just a really simple form and you can fill that out and let us know how we can serve you or answer any questions that you have. Well, as we hear about all the different things that are happening in the and across the church, I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, well, how can I be involved? What else can I do to to help? Look, we uh, acknowledge we have over 250 people in our community that serve in lots of different ways. And after church, uh, after the service today, we have got All the tables out in the foyer, you may have seen them as you came in. These are ways that people can serve all across the church. We've got a list of all the different ways people can serve. These are just the ones that we're looking for volunteers for We have welcome teams, hospitality teams and coffee cart. That is to make everyone feel welcome and connected here on a Sunday morning. Usually you're only rostered on once a month uh, or at different times uh, to help and to serve our 10 o'clock service. We have uh, the food pantry through One Care, that happens more during the week to serve people in our local community. Our worship teams with the tech and the AV teams, this is uh, whether you want to be up on the platform or behind the scenes, a great way. We're always looking for new people to serve in that way. Our prayer ministry, that's uh, for those who would love to pray for other people, During our services or during the week, uh, we're always open to more people praying and we want to be a a church, a faith community of prayer. Because it it doesn't matter how much we do, if we don't have God behind us, then uh, we're not truly building the kingdom of God in that way. As you've seen and heard, uh, One Kids that happens on a Sunday morning here uh, during the service, we have our mainly music and our play group during the week as well as the Hobby Club, the Kids Hope Mentoring and Brecky Club that happens over at uh, Blackburn Primary School. And uh, the guys have already spoken about state youth games. That's really for uh, particularly parents of our youth to come on the King's birthday weekend and uh, to, to help uh, make the whole weekend run smoothly. It could just be preparing food or driving kids around to different uh, games and making sure everything's happening for that. So as you can hear. So many opportunities, so many things happening in our church. And so if you would like to even just explore some of those, there'll be someone out on each of the tables and be able to answer all your questions. Uh, As already mentioned as well, uh, with uh, Zach and Grace doing the Worship Academy for the youth, uh, they mentioned that's four o'clock starting this Friday. So if you have uh, a youth, if you've been Pouring all that money into musical lessons throughout the term, this is a way of expressing that in some way. Or if you think your child would like to explore that a little bit, then that's a great chance. You can email youth at one.org.au to find out more or come along on four o'clock on Friday. Well, uh, today is Vision Sunday, but next week we are kicking off a new series called The Gift and the Gifts. And this is a great way for us to explore the Holy Spirit, the incredible gift that uh, the Holy Spirit is to every believer as well as the gifts that come through receiving the Holy Spirit. So we're going to kick that off next week. Well, so much of everything that we've spoken about and heard about uh, happens because our regular givers uh, give faithfully and regularly to the church. And we are so appreciative of everyone who does. This is another way that we serve is through our financial contribution. So if you'd like to know more, you can scan the QR code or get in contact with the office. But uh, let's stand Let's get up on our feet. We've been sitting and listening for a while. Uh, Let's stand and read our giving prayer. This is a responsive prayer I'll lead and then please join in. Lord Jesus, as your devoted disciples, enable us to trust you with all we have and practice generosity with free hearts. Help us to fix our hope on you, not on the uncertainty of wealth. Holy Spirit, give us power to be rich in good deeds and to share all we have. Help us to store up for ourselves a treasure that time and rust will not destroy, but will shine forever in the world to come. In your name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.
0: While I get myself organized, why don't you take a moment and turn to the person next to you and say good morning? It's good to see you. Introduce yourself to someone that you don't know, if there is someone near you. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks, Linda. Well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Tim Horman, I'm the senior minister here, and it is Vision Sunday, as we've already said. Uh, And I just want to say that the point of Vision Sunday is for us to just take a moment to celebrate where we are, uh, and then to look ahead to what we believe God is calling us into for 2024. Um, In fact, the last time we did this was in March of 2023, so almost 12 months ago, And a lot has happened around the church since then. Um, Some of you are new, I know, and may not be familiar with our vision. Um, Please get a copy of that. We can get you a copy um, if you would like to have one, or you can go to our website and find it there. Um, I'm not going to go through our vision in detail today. Um, And in fact, we don't really have a vision statement as such. Instead, what we have are kind of four key values or four key commitments that you might say that we are pursuing together. And what we've done is outlined uh, a picture, a vision of where we hope that that will take us over the next five years. Uh, We're actually at the start of year two of our vision. So it was two years ago when we first released this and communicated this across the church. Um, And the amazing thing is if you look at where we are in terms of our progress, where we thought we'd be at about year two, we are making um, incredible progress, we're meeting many of our goals, which is awesome, but there is still lots of work to do. Um, and later in the year, we are going to go into some of that in more detail, but today is really more of a time just to celebrate, to give thanks to God for what he's doing in our community, and to look ahead to what this year is going to bring for us. Um, so why don't I pray, and then we'll, we'll jump in. So Lord, thank you so much for this chance to be together this morning to uh, look at your word, to celebrate what you're doing among us, and to think about where you are leading us by uh, your spirit. We pray, Father, that you help us to stay close to you, to abide in Christ Jesus, and therefore to bear fruit and fruit that will remain. We pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So the question that we have asked all the way through this process of developing our vision and communicating it and kind of continuing to assess how we're going with it is really the question of what kind of church is God calling us to be? What are we aiming for? What has has the Lord put on our hearts for one church? And the passage of scripture that we really believe informs our vision and best describes what we think that God is calling us into is Romans 12, verses three to 16. And this is a rich and compelling description of the church uh, that Paul gives us, and I'm just gonna uh, read it and make a few comments as we go along. So let's uh, look at this on the screen. Romans 12, verse three, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Now, first of all, I just love that Paul begins with humility when he's talking about what it means for us to be the church. He begins with humility, um, and I think for us, this is a recognition, uh, as I've reflected on this, that we don't want what we do here at One to be driven by personality uh, or by entertainment or by big human egos, but instead by a humble trust in the goodness and faithfulness of God. A trust that inspires us to great faith, absolutely, and we wanna be encouraging each of us to serve God according to the measure of faith that we have and as you all know, the, faith, the size of a mustard seed can achieve impossible things. So you don't have to have a lot of faith to be of immense, have immense impact in the kingdom of God. But it's also a full recognition that none of us um, are able to do this. We can't make this happen, we can't manufacture this, except by the provision and the grace of God. You now what did we say a few weeks back when we looked at humility, the virtue of humility? We said that as a church, we stand against the idea of potential here at One. If you want some context for that, go back and have a listen to the sermon. But we stand against the concept of potential here at One. Instead, what we want as a church is to be the kind of community where we all get to join in and get the joy of working alongside one another and the the Lord as we serve. But ultimately, it's God who gets the glory and it's our trust in his provision that makes the way possible for us. Let's keep reading, Uh, verse four. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And we're gonna explore the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how they work in our lives, as Linda said, in the next few weeks. But I think what this is telling us, friends, is we want this ultimately to be about the power of the Holy Spirit, not human ingenuity, not human wisdom, but the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to see every member of this church growing and flourishing in the gifts that God has given them. Not just here on a Sunday, but all week. Wherever God has sent you, and we often don't talk about this, but if you're a follower of Jesus, wherever you are, wherever God has placed you, in your work, in your family, whatever context where you you spend most of your time, you are sent there as an ambassador of God. You have been sent by the Holy Spirit to do good work there. And so it's not just about what we do on a Sunday, it's about how God is equipping and empowering you to serve Him throughout the week, wherever He's placed you. So the gifts of the Spirit aren't aren't just for Sunday, aren't just for what we do in gathered worship, but are for the whole of life. And the reason the Spirit was given to the church was so that we could have power together to do the will of God. And that's what we wanna see happen. And that's why we are really um, wanting to dig into this over the next few weeks. Okay, let's keep reading. Love must be sincere. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. So what do we see here? I think this is Paul's vision of a healthy church. A healthy church isn't necessarily one that's running lots of great programs, but has no depth of character to it, no depth of relationship. A healthy church is one where what we do, what we express into the world, is the outworking of the depth of our relationship with one another, our love for each other, our desire to serve and bless each other. And I think that's what Paul's describing here, where we're using our gifts for the blessing and benefit of everyone, where we practise hospitality, we open our lives and our resources to one another, where we keep our spiritual fervor by prayer and worship, which is so important, so essential. And as a church where we we actually care about each other, We help each other, we carry each other's burdens. We don't fight for position or recognition, uh, but we honor one another above ourselves. And I think this is love in action. This is a picture of what Jesus is like, and so it's an invitation for us to become like this as well. This is what we are called to. And I think then coming off the back of our Jesus and Culture series, and well done if you survived that, you're back here this Sunday, congratulations. Um, This is so important because we finished last week with the recognition that the only way that we will change our culture, in fact, the only way I believe, as I've read church history, the only way we have ever changed culture throughout history as a church, as a people of God, is not only by preaching the gospel, although that's a crucial part of it, um, and we're definitely gonna be pressing into that, Um, And it certainly isn't going to be by arguing with everyone or trying to start a culture war or trying to win or trying to force people to change. Not even Jesus did that, right? Not even Jesus forced people to change. He invited them to follow him and that changed their lives and that's what we're about. We're gonna invite people to follow Jesus and their lives will change and the culture will change as a result of that. And the way we do that is by the church truly living and acting as the church. That may seem rather simple, but the invitation is for us to really be the church, not just pretend to be, but to really press into what it means for us to be the church, the body of Christ, that our life together is a sign and an embodiment of the reality of the resurrection life and power of the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus. And I think one of the best descriptions of this is by the Christian author, Will Willman, where he writes, next slide, The most eloquent testimony to the reality of the resurrection is not an empty tomb or a well-orchestrated pageant on Easter Sunday, but rather a group of people whose life together is so radically different, so completely changed from the way the world builds a community that there can be no explanation other than that something decisive has happened in history. And what he's saying, friends, is that the way that the church serves one another is what makes the gospel plausible to a skeptical world. The way the church serves one another is what makes the gospel plausible to a skeptical world. And the way that the church loves one another is what makes the gospel desirable to a hurting world. And then, what makes the church, sorry, the way the church serves and loves the culture is what makes the gospel accessible to a lost and lonely world. So we ourselves, as we serve and love one another, and as we serve and love the world, is what makes the gospel plausible to people as they observe our way of life. And that is something we can only do with the help of the Holy Spirit because it is otherwise impossible for us. We need God's help to do this. As my old professor of New Testament, Gordon Fee, puts it on the next slide, to be saved, in Paul's view means to become part of the people of God, who by the Spirit are born into God's family and therefore joined to one another as one body, whose gatherings in the Spirit form them into God's temple. God is not simply saving diverse individuals and preparing them for heaven, rather he is creating a people for his name among whom God can dwell and who in their life together will reproduce God's life and character in all its unity and diversity. I think that's an amazing vision of what the church is all about and how we can pursue that together as God's people. And I think that's what Paul is telling us in Romans 12. But by pursuing this together with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will show the world that Jesus really is alive, that the tomb really is empty, and that he is still changing lives. He's still transforming people. And that will change culture. It has over and over again throughout history, and God will do it again, but it's sacrificial, patient, and prayerful work. It's sacrificial, patient, and prayerful work. One of the best books on this uh, is by a church historian by the name of Alan Crider. He wrote, he wrote a book called the, the Patient Ferment of the Early Church, where he describes how the church in the face of opposition and challenges and setbacks and very few resources and you know, being a minority in a much larger, dynamic, powerful culture where there was all kinds of other gods being worshipped, all kinds of other idolatry, and just the church feeling overwhelmed by the immensity of the task before them. What they did was that they got on their knees and they prayed, they kept their spiritual fervor in the face of constant opposition by seeking God together and by Uh, passionately worshiping and praising, and then living it, like really living it together, sharing their resources, helping one another, praying for each other, carrying each other's burdens. And that's what made the gospel alive and real and plausible to the Roman world. And it is no different today, friends, absolutely no different today. I said at the 5.30 service last week, welcome to Rome. We're back in Rome, friends. This is where we are and we need to pursue passionately our love for Jesus and our love for one another and pray together in the Spirit of God that we may find what we need in Christ Jesus to do what we've been called to do in our moment of history. And I believe God is poised and ready to give us everything we need to do that. And all we have to do is be committed to one another and to this purpose and stick at it patiently, fervently, prayerfully, sacrificially, in obedience and with great humility, amen. And this is way bigger, way, way bigger than any one of us, way bigger than me, way bigger than you. In fact, it's bigger than any one church for that matter. So part of our vision discernment was asking all the way through, Lord, we can't be every church, we can't do everything, but what are you calling us to do? What's our part to play in your kingdom purposes, in our time and place? So, Lord, in the expansiveness of your kingdom and your mission, your way in the world, what's our small part to play in it? And we have four key values that are our way of expressing this, which as we've reflected on Romans 12 and other scriptures, like Ephesians 4 that describe our unity together. Let's read that. uh, Ephesians 4, there's one body. This is where our song from this morning came from. There's one body, one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. What's Paul saying? He's saying it requires all of us together in unity, but with a diversity of gifts, serving one another to help build up the body of Christ so that we can all reach unity in the faith, all have knowledge of the Son of God, all become mature, attaining to the fullness of the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Who wants the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? Man, I do, and in order for me to obtain that, that's not something I can do on my own. I need you guys to help me to attain the fullness of Christ, just as you need each of us to serve you and help you and teach you and pastor you and equip you and train you and, and, uh, and share the prophetic words of the Spirit to you. All the things that God is doing in the life of the church expressed through different people are necessary in order for us to do all that we've been called to and to become. In fact, it's not so much about what we do in this passage, it's much more about what we become together as the people of God, who we become as followers of Jesus, mature, unified, and full of Christ, amazing. Um, or 1 Peter 2 that we looked at last week um, in regards to you know, the immensity of our calling, like you are chosen people. This comes straight out of Exodus. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you'd not receive mercy, but now you have received mercy and our task together is to take what we've received in Christ freely and offer that freely to a hurting, lost and broken world. That's what priests do, right? They serve, they lay down their lives, they stand as a witness. They, in fact, the Latin word for a priest is Pontifex, which means a bridge builder. A priest is a bridge builder, someone who builds a bridge between them, and another person and God, that helps them connect with God, helps them engage with God. And that's what all of you are, priests, royal priests in the house of God, commissioned and sent by the Holy Spirit to do God's will wherever He has sent you. And that's something that we need help with, right? We need support with that task. It's a huge task. And it's challenging. Like we're going to later in the year, we're going to talk about how we navigate some of the challenges, the ethical challenges, the moral challenges, the um, just the contextualization challenges of be, being a Christian in a world that's increasingly secularized and opposed to the gospel. How do we bring that into our workplaces? How do we represent Jesus in our families? How do we do that hard work? And that is really hard work. And it's not something we often talk about in, well, we don't talk about it enough in church. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna tackle those big questions. And, and I certainly don't have all the answers to that. So we're gonna get other people involved in sharing what they have done as they have pursued Jesus in their workplace and in their families. So that's gonna be exciting. But here are our, um, our vision and values statements. As we have pressed ahead and prayed together, into what God has for us as a church community. We've expressed them in four ways, and these are simply biblical and theological statements that express, I think, what the church and what we as a church are called to. Um, There's much more detail to each of these in our vision document. I'm not gonna go through them all in great detail. I'm just gonna quickly touch on them uh, and then we're gonna move on to talking a bit about what's gonna, how we're gonna be expressing these things throughout the year. Okay, number one, a renewed humanity. We want to be a multi-ethnic and multi-generational community that displays the rich unity and diversity of the body of Christ as we grow together in love, right? We've been talking about that already this morning. We want to display to the world what it looks like to be the renewed humanity of Jesus. Secondly, we wanna be a people of the Holy Spirit a community discovering and growing in the gifts and power of the Spirit for ministry and service. That's what we wanna be about because we can't do the will of God without the help and power of the Holy Spirit. We wanna be a church of disciple makers, equipped to take the gospel wherever God has sent us. We've talked about that already this morning. In our homes, our workplaces, our neighborhoods, our schools, online and all over the world, we wanna be equipped well to be sent to make disciples. And fourthly, we wanna be a priesthood of all believers, a community growing servant leaders who are equipped to be God's royal priests and ambassadors of our Father in heaven wherever He sent them. And we have taken that work really seriously. Uh, you've already heard this morning about how we're pressing into that with our young people, with our children and youth. This is not just about running programs, friends. This is about equipping the next generation of young people in our church to keep on carrying the good news of Jesus into the challenges that they will face in the years ahead. They need support, they need prayer. Like if you think it's tough, put yourself in their shoes. Growing up uh, in, in school these days, it's really, really, really challenging to be a Christian, to wear, you know, to carry that flag. And, you know, we have some really brave kids and youth in our church who do that passionately, who do that boldly, and they need our support, they need our prayer, they need our equipping, they need our mentoring, and we are here as adults, the mature ones in the room, to provide everything we can to ensure that they're able to grow up in the faith and serve Jesus faithfully in their own time. Are you with me? Is that something we can get passionate about, church? Absolutely, we believe that this is part of our, our holy calling, a sacred calling, to pass on what we have received to Christ to our young people, our children, and our youth. And of course, we're doing that as well in our Leadership Institute, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But if it's helpful to you, here's how I've summarized it. One is called to be a multi-ethnic and multi-generational community, growing and serving together in love, and in the gifts, power, and creativity of the Holy Spirit, equipped to make disciples, and sending servant leaders to partner with Jesus in every dimension of culture. So, that's a pretty huge task. Everyone take a breath. There's no no silver bullet for this, there's no magic formula. It's just obedience, faithfulness, trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit, and inviting God to keep on filling us and empowering us and leading us. Now, um, Just gonna touch on a few areas of our church life in terms of how we're expressing this. We've already talked about our generations ministry and what is happening in those spaces, Uh, so that's awesome. In terms of our young adults, um, you may have heard that we're currently searching for a new associate pastor to oversee our young adults ministry and to provide leadership to our 530 service, which has really been growing and um, needs additional staff support because we really wanna see our 530 and our young adults ministry flourish and thrive and grow. Um, And so we're already pretty stretched as a staff team in terms of what we can handle. So we're really praying God to bring in the right person to keep uh, carrying that forward. It's a big move for us, uh, a strategic move to see our young adults ministry continue to grow uh, and our 530 to continue to grow. We've been regularly getting around 90 to 100 people to our 530. Um, In fact, the last couple of Sundays have been our largest Sundays uh, in many, many years across both the 10 and the 5.30 service, which is amazing. Uh, But this is going to be a a stretch for us financially and in a number of other ways, Um, but we believe it's needed in order to keep the momentum going in that space. And alongside the young adults, we've started our leadership institute that's now been running for three weeks. Well, I mean, the planning and... All the training and equipping and the lead-up was going on for many months before that. A huge thanks to Robin and Bruce and all of our mentors who have been joining with that ministry. Can we just give them a round of applause? Amen, it's been amazing, truly really amazing to see how uh, God has brought this group of people together. Uh, and really what our Leadership Institute is, is all about, equipping and encouraging and sending our next generation of young adult leaders into their vocations. This is not for church leadership as such. Um, Some of them may become pastors, who knows? I think there's one or two of them that are wrestling with that. Either way, this this is about equipping them to be a royal priesthood, God's ambassadors, into wherever God is sending them, their vocations, so that they can carry that with leadership and with boldness and with a sense of discernment about what God is requiring of them in our current cultural moment. It's such a privilege to do this work. I've been involved in things like this for many, many years, and I have seen what God has done through these kinds of concerted, focused, seasons of equipping in the lives of young people. I got a message from a friend of mine who now leads um, very large mine sites in Northern Canada. He was studying as an engineer at the University of British Columbia when I was working as a campus pastor there. He joined us on one of these, was really wrestling with his calling because he he loved Jesus. Uh, he was from Zimbabwe and his passion was to, um, he wanted to start a whole bunch of businesses back in Zimbabwe to employ uh, people there and provide them with jobs so they could feed their families and, and make a living. That was his heart and so, um, you know, he. but he was also, felt God was calling him to get involved in mining and mining engineering, and he was wrestling with that because he didn't want to uh, be involved in practices that would damage God's creation. So he was really wrestling with what God was doing with his life. And through the process of being able to sit with him in in something like this Leadership Institute and pray with him and help him and and help discern his calling. Uh, we've seen what God has done through his life. He's, he's now leading, as I said, various very large mine sites and he's started businesses back in Zimbabwe and he's employing hundreds of people there. And God has used his life powerfully and he needed people around him at that time in his life to help him discern what God was calling him to. And we were able to do that and what an amazing privilege it was. And that's my heart for this generation and this group of young adults as well, that they may catch something in the Holy Spirit spirit that will make a huge difference in our culture at this time and and have incredible impact in the lives of people around them. So that's what we're praying for. That's why we do this. And as you can see, each of our um, ally participants is being mentored by uh, other members of our church who are older and wiser, and uh, they are an amazing group of people. So if you're a mentor, thank you. Bless you guys. And I want to acknowledge the uh, generous financial support we've received for this. We put out a call for people to invest in our Leadership Institute, and within a couple of weeks, we had over $10,000 given to make this happen, which was awesome. And that has covered all of our costs for this year, which is amazing. And if you want to keep sowing into that, you can do that by your regular giving. But if you have a particular heart for this, um, we're, we're welcome giving into that for next year's cohorts and all of that. So thank you. It's awesome. Uh, In terms of giving, um, our budget for last year was $1.25 million, which was a faith budget for us, given the uh, economic conditions that we were facing. But we came within like a hair's breadth of that. I think we were just, we're about $5,000 down from our goal, which was amazing. So I just want to thank you all for your faithful giving. Uh, We were able to meet our our budget targets and provide what we needed for all of our various ministries. And so um, that's a huge privilege for us to partner with God in these things. And I wanna thank you for your faithfulness in that space. On top of that, we uh, ran our One Care appeal as we did, uh, how, as we have done over the last few years and we raised another $58,000 toward our One Care ministries. So we are a generous church and I just wanna honor you for that and thank you for that. Um, it's, a, it's, it's awesome to be working alongside, uh, in the kingdom of God, a group of people who get it, who love Jesus, and who are willing to invest sacrificially into what we're doing. Uh, we don't take that lightly, and we want to honour that and, um, and bless you for that. So just as we consider how we use what is given, obviously One Care is a big part of our church life. If you don't know what One Care is, it's kind of the Arm of our church that expresses our commitment to be supporting gospel workers, both here and around the world. And this year we've budgeted to give $130,000, which is about 10% of our annual giving to our mission partners. So that's such people like Choi and Alma in the Philippines, our Cambodian partners um, who are working to end sex trafficking and, and rehome trafficked children. Um, but we've also pledged to give another $65,000 to support projects we run locally. And you heard about some of those when Jazz was sharing about Kids Hope uh, and our breakfast club and various other things at Blackburn Primary. We have a lot of different things we do locally in addition to stuff going on internationally. I'm going to invite Carly, our Missions Minister, just to come up and share about some of those. Grab a microphone. Thank you. Thanks, Carly. No, it's
7: Hello. Oh, there we there are. We are. Excellent. Hi, yes. I am Carly and I am the Missions Minister and it is my pleasure to um, look after One Care and All Things Mission. Um, we had an amazing year last year, so thank you so much for your generosity. We were able to support so many of our partners. Um, in particular, I want to share a little bit about some of the things our local partners have done. Uh, So we uh, ran the Mother's Day Appeal for the Babes Project and so we were able to provide so many beautiful nappy bags full of good things for um, mums who are going through crisis pregnancies. So that was such a blessing to them. And we support the Croydon Centre at the Babes Project and they have um, midwives and support workers who walk alongside of those women there Uh, and it's a beautiful program. So um, we also give Christmas gifts to them um, and the mums at Christmas time who might be on their own really struggling and so just to to pour out love on them at Christmas time is really special and so thank you for supporting those two um, appeals and we also support them quarterly financially and that helps uh, to run the program and to train up people to help with that program. Uh, We also support Prison Network financially and our quarterly support goes towards the incredible Laurel Gore uh, as well as some of their programs they run. So Laurel's a support worker through Prison Network. um, and they run lots of groups there, like craft sessions, discussion groups, fun with mum, and game on day, which is a sports day, uh, which I love, I volunteer for. And the women at the prison, um, they just cannot wait for us to come in and visit them. Um, they're lonely, they're, they're facing challenges, and to know that people are thinking about them and praying about them and would take time out of their lives to go and visit them is such a powerful thing. So thank you for supporting, Prison network keep them in your prayers we also support indigenous ministries Australia so IMA IMA is the indigenous arm of global mission partners and we support Nick White in um, running some of the activities that he does and more recently I was able to go to an indigenous theological conference um, and we were able to support some of uh, the new upcoming uh, indigenous leaders in our country and they came from all different states and we met together and it was beautiful so So if we have a Super Soup Sunday, that money will go towards um, those sort of training programs. Um, I think they're called Pathways is one of them where they're really pouring into those new young Indigenous leaders in our country. Um, We also support them through the giving tree. So those gift cards will go towards Nick and he will share them and use them for his ministries as well. We support Mitcham Community Meal, um, which was founded by Ben and Jane Frawley and now it's being run by Jane's sister, Deb, Um, and so that runs every Sunday afternoon up in Mitcham. They have a beautiful community meal for those who are uh, in a lower socioeconomic area or perhaps some of them might be homeless and they really walk along side of those people and it's just such a beautiful family meal that everyone can come along to. Maybe some of them are feeling a bit isolated and disconnected so to have that space where they can have conversations with others is priceless. And then of course we've got our One Care Food Pantry which uh, the amazing Warren is coordinating and so we partner with Food Bank And so we have a lot of food that is um, picked up by Warren from Food Bank, but it doesn't always cover everything that we need. So we really appreciate, we have so many congregation members that are very generous and and donate non-perishable goods to our food pantry. So please continue to do that because we are able then to make up beautiful hampers and to to share them out into our community with those who are really doing it tough. And we know it's been pretty tough (laughs) financially lately, so what a blessing to be able to do that in our local community and we have quite a few regulars that now Warren is starting to build relationship with and we've invited them to church before and we're really starting to to connect with them on a deeper level they're sharing their stories with him and we're able to support them in other ways um, giving them some of those gift cards to help them pay bills and things like that so we also were able to give all their children Christmas presents which was just so exciting to hear them uh, talk about what present they got so yeah that's just a few of our local Uh, partners that we have, um, please keep them all in your prayers. And thank you so much for your generosity, especially to that One Care Appeal we do. We wouldn't be able to do any of these without you. Thank
0: you. Thanks so much, Carly. Um, It's such a privilege to be able to serve our community in this way. Um, What about prayer and growth in worship and in the Spirit of God? Just a few things that we're gonna be pressing into this year. Um, Last year, we ran a couple of encounter nights, which were opportunities for people to come together and explore different gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna run some of those throughout the year. Um, We're also gonna continue our prayer and worship nights. Uh, We'll have a number of those throughout the year as well, which is just a time for us to linger in the presence of God and enjoy Him together. Um, And a very exciting announcement I wanna make this morning is that on Maundy Thursday, so that's the Thursday before Good Friday, the day before Good Friday, that evening, Discovery Church, Red Church, and One Church are gonna be getting together for a combined prayer and worship night to pray for our city and to pray for each other's churches, which is gonna be fantastic. Matt Destry at Discovery and Mark Sayers at Red and I have been meeting together off and on to talk and pray about where we feel God is leading our churches. And there's a real sense of unity among us in terms of what God is doing and how God is speaking to us. And we really felt that God was calling us together at this time to really bless each other, help each other, pray for each other, pray for our mission. Uh, We've all been placed in different areas and uh, yet we don't wanna be in competition, we wanna be supporting each other. And so we're gonna do that together. It's gonna be a fantastic night. You're all welcome. It'll be a couple of hours just to pray and worship together and a fantastic way to launch the Easter weekend. Can't think of a better way to launch the Easter weekend. Um, Again, I wanna say thank you to our prayer ministry teams who serve on a Sunday morning and to Kathy who's been uh, equipping them. It's something we've wanted to grow and press into together. to kind of create more space for prayer ministry in the life of our church and we're gonna be doing more of that. And we're also looking at restarting a dedicated prayer room in our church so that we can have space uh, throughout the week to pray and also to run various 24-7 prayer events. We wanna really be pressing into that. And I just wanna, there's a group of young adults in our church who've been meeting uh, on Monday morning at 6.45 a.m. to pray for revival for our city and for our churches. And uh, and they are just passionate about this. So I wanna honor them. There's a bunch of them here this morning. So thank you guys for your commitment to prayer. Because nothing, help, nothing happens in the kingdom of God without prayer. It was true in Jesus' ministry and it's true for us as well. Okay, so one, a couple more things and then I'm gonna land this plane. Um, quite a big announcement to make this morning and that is that we've made some changes to our staff team and one of the folks that this uh, has, is impacting is not here this morning. Uh, but you all know that... Uh, Aidan has been serving us beautifully as our worship pastor for the last few years. Um, And one of the things that he and I and staff team and Linda and various others have been really talking and praying about is how we can keep on encouraging creative ministry in the life of our church. Because I believe that creativity is one of the signs that the Holy Spirit is at work. I mean, our God is a creative God, right? And so when we express creativity, we're expressing something that is fundamental to our being image bearers of God. And really, we have really wanted to see that flourish in our church, not just in terms of music and worship, but also in terms of visual arts and design, poetry, literature, sculpture, architecture, dance and drama, tech production, all the creative arts. These are all ways that we worship God and we've wanted to see those flourish. Actually on Easter, uh, over the Easter weekend, we're gonna have an art gallery open here for the Stations of the Cross. So that'll be open at various times. You can come and enjoy that. But as we've prayed into this, um, we've decided to make some changes to Aiden's role. And so he'll actually be stepping out of the role as our worship pastor and taking on a broader role as creative ministries pastor, which will oversee a lot more of the creative work that we do as a church. Um, but in order to empower that to happen, and we'll give you some more details about that in weeks to come when Aiden's back with us. But in order to um, enable that to happen, we um, we've got another staff change that has uh, that has happened, and that is that Jess is going to be stepping back into the worship pastor role. So why don't you come on up here, Jess? And so Jess will be um, taking on those worship pastoral responsibilities that Aiden has been carrying, so Aiden can move into some other areas. He'll still oversee kind of what we do in worship in a general sense, but Jess will be overseeing and leading in particular our worship ministry and our Sunday morning teams and our musicians and worship leaders. So awesome, Jess. Why don't you tell us a bit about your vision for what God has ahead for us?
8: Yeah, well, um, you know, I think over the last couple of years, it's no surprise that the church has been hit pretty hard, not just the church, humans in general. but I've always been a really passionate believer in the gathered worship space and the power that um, God can give us in this space, but also the way he can equip and refuel and um, bless and grow us in in our gathered times. I think we're probably only just scratching the surface of what he wants to do in these times. So I was very excited a couple of years ago when, you know, Tim uh, announced that the people of the Holy Spirit is one of our core values. It's always been a great passion of mine. And so um, a a real focus this year will be for us just leading our teams into carrying those spaces really well and really securely and also really responsibly. But, um, you know, how can we really as a community press into what God wants to do in in our gathered times together, not just through music but through, um, you know, being attentive to his spirit and what he wants to do. And so very excited about the... The next series on the gifts of the Spirit as well, which, um, yeah, will be an exciting place for us just to explore some of that together. But musically, we want to be really equipping our leaders and our teams to just to flow with what God wants to do, that there'd be a greater freedom in um, where he wants to to lead us, but also that we do that in a very, um, you know, safe and Um, secure way that we all sort of go on this journey together. So that'll be one real area of focus. Um, And then the second area will be, of course, um, beauty and creativity as we've already heard. And just, yeah, seeing our space, our worship times come alive in a new level through creativity. And, you know, we'd love to see a greater freedom of expression in our times as well and just, you know, we'll give you permission to um, be expressive in our times together because we really believe that God has some... Great things in store and um, that, yeah, he, it's a, gonna be a place of deepening for us this year, I think, so, mm. yeah.
0: Awesome, amazing, thank you, Jess. Before you go, <laughs> I wanna just pray for you and we'll pray for Aidan as well, who's not with us this morning. Why don't you reach your hand toward Jess? Lord, we thank you for Aiden for the way he has served us in our worship ministry over the last few years and uh, brought us to this point And I thank you for what you have ahead for us in terms of how we pursue your creativity and how we express that as a church community. I want to pray your blessing on Jess, your anointing upon her, fill her with your Holy Spirit as she steps in to lead our worship, uh, our worship teams and musicians and leaders and develop that. And thank you for the song that we were able to sing this morning, which is an expression of our, our desire to be a creative church that gives birth to the things that the Spirit is stirring in it among us. And we wanna see more of that. And so Lord, we bless Jess and her leadership, and her love for you and her love to, for worship, to, to worship you and to lead others in that. And we just ask that you equip her with all she needs for this next season of our church's life in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. 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 Well, friends, I'm gonna bring this to a conclusion. There's lots of other things that are happening around the life of our church. Um, you can get involved in all kinds of stuff. After this service, we have Serve Sunday happening. So as Linda mentioned, you can check out all the different ways. You can get involved with small group ministry and, um, you know, and our midweek programs and so many other things, welcome teams. And one of the things we consistently hear by visitors here at One is that we are a welcoming and friendly church. And I think that's really down to Linda's leadership and to the, our welcome teams, to our car park attendants everyone who's involved in in making this a hospitable place on a Sunday morning, especially for new people. So huge thank you to everyone who's involved in those ministries. And of course, friends, we run Alpha. We're trying to run Alpha a couple of times a year if we can. We have our next course coming up straight after Easter, so be looking out for that. And the final thing is that we're really praying that uh, God would show us clearly what's next for us in terms of our growth, as I said, the last couple of Sundays have been the largest we've had in many, many years. Uh, we're really dreaming and praying about what's next. Uh, we w- want to see our 5.30 service grow, but we've also been dreaming about whether or not the Lord is putting something uh, regards to church planting on our hearts or what he might want us to do with this facility. And so what I would like to invite you to is, is in this next season, as we really wrestle with these things, and hopefully by sort of October of this year, we're really hoping to have a plan around some of this. But we're really asking, Lord, what is next for us in terms of expanding what you're doing here? Is it church planting? Is it extension services? Is it growing our facility? Who knows? I don't have an answer to that right now, but I'm inviting you to join together in praying for that so that we can have wisdom together. Because one thing I can tell you for sure is that we will not do anything unless we really feel that there's a commission by the Holy Spirit for us to do it and a sense of unity together as a church community for that. So that's really what we're seeking for in this next season. And we trust that we can bring all our requests to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, knowing we have a loving Heavenly Father who cares about us and will direct our steps if we ask Him. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's what Jesus said. Please stand with me, and I'm gonna invite the band to come on up, and they're gonna lead us in a final song. As we do, let me pray. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for all that you're doing across the life of our church. I thank you for all the different ministries we've been able to mention this morning and there are so many others that we haven't been able to touch on. I thank you, Father, for all of your generosity and kindness to us. And may you empower us to keep on doing what it is you have in mind for us. Come Holy Spirit, help us, equip us, send us, And I pray, Lord, that you give us all that we need to be faithful and obedient uh, and to keep our eyes on you, Lord Jesus, as you build this community. And we pray this in your precious
8: name, amen, amen.